Did you come with your Bibles today? Yes. Lift them up before uh, your friends and your colleagues and say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. Are you sure? It's yes. written your name. Are you very sure? Yes. I can see people laughing. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I will go where it says I will go. I will become what it says I will become. My mind is made up. My heart is made up. To possess every single word of it. I am born of the word. So naturally, reading the word is my forte. And as I study the word of God, as I listen to the counsel of the word of God, I will never be the same again. Never be the same again. Holy Spirit of God, open up my eyes to understand your precepts, your sunesis, as I study in Jesus' name. All right. Are you ready for today? Sunesis means understanding. Yes. It's Greek. It's Greek. We will see. We will look at it in Jesus' name. So last Sunday we began a teaching series that, uh, that is so dear to me called the In Christ. Amen. In Christ. Can I hear an amen? amen? And so we did a foundational uh, uh, what? Uh, laying a foundation last Sunday on what we call the In Christ. And we studied a lot of things in the In Christ uh, uh, part, which I want to just lay uh, a recap kidogo for people who are not here, so that we can be on the same page. Yes. So we began with the scripture that we all know, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says what? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We discovered that we are new creation in Christ Jesus. Can I hear an amen? amen. And that all things have passed away, all things have become new. Can we see that scripture again? Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is, present continuous tense, he is a new creation. All things, all way of thinking, all patterns, all generational curses, all mentality have passed away. Behold, see, recognize, all things have become new. In other words, God is telling us in this scripture, I want you to begin to see that things are new. When you come into my kingdom, things are new. There's a way, a new way of thinking, a new way of loving people, a new way of comprehending things. See, can you begin to see it? Can I hear an amen? So he says, all things are become new. And then verse number 18 says, uh, now all things are of God. What are these all things, including you, including your children, including your mindset? Uh, all now all things are of God, are of God, who has reconciled us to himself. Man, let me tell you, let me pause there and tell you, you are of God. Amen. The Bible says, whatever is born of God has overcome the world. Now all things are of God. Can, can I hear an amen? amen? Who has reconciled us to himself. And I told you, reconciliation there means the ministry of exchanging. We have been given a ministry of exchanging. Changing people from what they are not what they are, what they are, what what they are to what they are supposed to be, and the ministry of reconciliation, the Bible is clear says, as, uh, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ. So, who is the pioneer of this reconciliation ministry? Is Jesus Christ? 
So what is the ministry of reconciliation? It's the gospel. The death, the burial, and the resurrection. You cannot reconcile people to God by telling them about hellfire. It is good to tell them there is a cost, there is something. When you miss out on God, there is something to pay about it. But you can never reconcile people by telling them about hellfire. You don't reconcile people by giving them fear. We have not been given the spirit of fear. We have been given the spirit of love. So when you're reconciling people, the ingredient is what? Love. Can I hear the amen? So he has, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So every believer should preach about the gospel. Amen. Every believer should know why Jesus died, was buried, and he rose, and why we are new creations in Christ Jesus. Because that is a ministry that has been given to us. You have not been given the ministry of finances. Talk to me now. You have not been given the ministry of deliverance. You have not been given the ministry of making billionaires. If you want to be a billionaire in the kingdom of God, go to school. Study to know how to do business. Jesus never died to make us billionaires. Jesus died to give us eternal life. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Can I hear a better amen? amen? Does God give people money? Yes, he does. But that is not the primary reason why Jesus died. If Jesus died because of money, then it is very unfair to the guys in Genesis 11 who are building a tower. If you're building a tower, chances are you're very wealthy. And you're building a tower to go to heaven. Let's not go there. Verse number 19. Verse number 19. That is that God was in Christ. Look at that. God was where? In Christ. Reconciling? So, when Jesus was in the four Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels, mm, the Synoptic Gospels, when Jesus was in Mark, Luke, Matthew, and John, it was God in Christ. Yes, that, that is that God was in Christ. Just like Christ is in you, that time God was in Christ. Is it sinking? That God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Not words. There's a specific word for reconciliation. Jesus loves you. He died for you. He was buried for you. He rose for you. That's the word of reconciliation. Can I hear the amen? Are you learning something? Verse number 20 says to it, Oh, that was the, okay, yeah. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now we are ambassadors because we are in Christ. And we are ambassadors because we are in Christ, because Christ has made us new creations. Is it making sense? Then verse 21 says, for he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us, that you might become the righteousness of God. The root word translated, he made. Made means to take something out of existence into existence. In other words, Jesus was never sinful, never had a sinful nature. But because of you and that, he became the very sin. That is why in the, in the process of going to the cross, he's, he, now, he now begins to pray, 
Lord, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Because at that particular time, he had lost his nature as God and he had the nature of sin. Can I hear an amen? amen? And then we say it is not only as uh, you're not only supposed to behold that you're a new creation, you're supposed to acknowledge that you're a new creation. Philemon 1 says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Say with me, there's no bad thing in me. You are doubting. You are doubting. Say it again. There is no bad thing in me. Oh, I know, Pastor, you're saying that an Apostle Paul says in Romans 7 that in my flesh... They are not good things. He's talking about his flesh, not his. He's talking about his senses, not his spirit man. Say with me again, I have good things in me. I have so the King James says that the communication, the new King James says that the sharing of your faith. So your faith becomes effectual, productive, result producing when you acknowledge. Hey. In other words, my faith can be answered by acknowledging what Jesus did on the cross. That I can say this way, that Father, I refuse to be sick because on that cross, every sickness was nailed there. So I acknowledge by your stripes, I am healed. That is the faith that God, God agrees with. Can I hear the amen? That the sharing of your faith. You see, some of you don't want to share the faith of God because you don't see results. Now, you want to see results? Acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. What are some of the good things that are in you? The anointing of God. Oh, the anointing of God. You are anointed. Say, I am anointed. Say, I am anointed. Oh, the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. Can I hear the amen? amen? The Bible says in Psalm 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Only anointed people can say, Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Say with me, I am anointed. Let's go to another level. I am anointed to take over. I am anointed. Can I hear better, amen? You have the results that we are looking for. We are not going to Europe. We are not going to America. You have the anointing. You have the anointing. You have the anointing. Can I, can I hear better amen? amen? The Bible says in 1 John 2, 2, 20 there, but the anointing which you have received abides in you. You have the anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you don't come to church. At a pastor, the Bible says, I have the anointing from the Holy One. I know all things. It's 1 John 2, 20. Yeah, I think that I have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I don't need to uh, come for counseling. Read together with me. But you have what? An anointing from the Holy One. And this one does not mean that you don't need counsel. It basically means that you can't be stranded. Oh, I refuse to be stranded. Look at your Father in heaven. Look at your Master Jesus. Anytime he needed something, because Jesus is our pattern. Anytime he needed something, the Bible says he knew what to do. So shall be in your life in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? amen? So I acknowledge that I'm anointed. Say with me, I acknowledge I am anointed. I acknowledge 
Anointing in me is very good. Can I hear an amen? Okay, I don't know whether that's correct English, but it's church. What are we going to do? Amen. Can I hear an amen? So, the sharing, the participation, the fruitfulness of your faith becomes effectual when you acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. The anointing is good. It's in you. The wisdom of God is in you. Can I hear an amen? So when you walk about life, you say, I have the wisdom of God. I can never be stranded. When a businessman comes, I have the wisdom of God in me. Christ has been made unto me wisdom. So it is wisdom personified that is walking about this street. Oh, can I hear an amen? amen. Say, I am sagacious. My, my, my. We have the wisdom of God. Can I hear an amen? I want to challenge you to these truths. You cannot be stranded. How now? You have the Holy Ghost in you. You have Christ in you. The 24 elders are in you. The entire heaven is in you. How can you be stranded, man? How? How? How can a child of God be stranded? I acknowledge the wisdom in me. Everything I think is just as if Christ has thought about it. That's my wisdom. That's my sunesis. That's my understanding in the things of Christ. And I hear the amen. And then we looked at Romans chapter number 6 from verse number 1. Let's go to Romans 6 verse number 1. This is just a recap. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? In other words, you are already dead. You are dead to this world, but alive to Christ. Say, I am dead to this life. Alive to Christ. So in other words, the things that affect this world cannot affect you. Can I hear an amen? If you go to a cemetery and you're looking at dead bodies, they, they call it a caveat. Is it a caveat? Yes. It's, a, it's called a caveat. Yeah. It's called a caveat. A dead body is called a caveat. All right? So. <laughs> all right, all right. When you go to a, to a cemetery and you find a caveat, a dead body, a dead body is not affected by the sunlight. It's never affected by the rain. It's never affected by, 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 by cold. It's not affected by COVID. It's not affected by the circumstances and the situations that are going on. It's dead to this place. Anything that beats it, there's nothing. There's nothing, man. There is nothing. So I am dead to Paul. Can I hear an amen? I am dead to strange women. Can I hear better amen? I am dead to sleeping around. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? And the Holy Ghost lives in you. The Bible says, the, the, the Bible says, and whatever destroys the body, God will destroy it, including any temptation. Can I hear the amen? So we are dead to sin. We cannot live any longer to eat. If I find a, a caveat that is fornicating, it's a wrong caveat. It doesn't know. <laughs> it doesn't know what, it, what it's doing. Can I hear the amen? It's like you going to a farm and finding a pig that is very clean. Something is wrong. Or finding a cat that is very dirty. Something is very wrong. Or a fish walking. 
Something is very wrong. Say, I am dead to sin. That is why you should speak to this body. It hears. Speak to it. Tell it you are dead. You are dead. D-E-A-D. You are dead. You are not supposed to wake up. That's why Apostle Paul says, I beat my body. He's he not talking about beating his body this way. He tells the body what to do. So you can tell your body to wake up and pray. You can tell your body, we are reading the Bible. We are not arguing. We are reading the Bible and it's final. Let's not go there. Verse number three. Are you learning something? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ, how, how did we die? We were baptized into Christ. Jesus were baptized into his death. So in other words, when we are talking about in Christ, we are talking about dying together with him, being buried together with him, and rising up together with him. Verse number four says, therefore, we were, we were, talk to me church, we were, so the Holy Ghost attended your funeral, your funeral of, the, of the new man, of the old man, sorry. We were buried. The 24 elders were there. They saw the man dying. We were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk. Man, I have a new life. Hey, I have a new life. Can I hear the amen? So if you're coming from a, a, a family tree that is called drunkards, they have to drink. It ended with the old man because they attended the funeral. So me, the only thing I drink is wine, the new wine, the Holy Ghost. I am drunk on the Holy Spirit. If I have to smoke something, it's something to do with the most high. And I hear better amen. If you are drinking, we are drinking the Holy Ghost. If you are smoking, we are smoking the most high. Can I hear better amen? Oh, I have a new life. I have a new life. I have a new life. Glory to God. So this new life, we don't die. We choose when to die. In this new life, we are more than conquerors. In this new life, we see challenges coming and we smile. Can I hear the amen? You smile. Tell yourself you smile. The Bible says count it all joy when you go through diverse trials and tribulations. In other words, begin to smile. When you're passing through challenges, smile. When you're fired, smile. When you're booted, smile. Can I hear the amen? I stay there. When you're booted and when you're wearing boots. <laughs> Glory to God. We have a new life. That's why you should not come to church and you're gloomy. You're coming to see the one that gave you the new life. Can I hear an amen? The old man is the one that has moods. The new man is full of joy in the Holy Ghost. Can I hear an amen? We are full of joy in the spirit. Can I hear an amen? One of these fine days, you're coming to church and every one of you is going to laugh. We are getting there. I know you have been, you have been, you don't love uh, laughing in church. That's yours. When you come to church, when you come to church, 
They don't know what you have been going through. They don't know where you're coming from. They don't know how many times you've messed up. But this Jesus, this Jesus, this Jesus, this Jesus. Amen. How many people have written you off? Yet this Jesus. How many people say that company will never come up? That business will never come up. Your marriage will never stand the test of time. But this Jesus. 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 Can I hear the amen? Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, you will not scare me. I will praise my Jesus. Can I hear a better amen? In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Can I hear the amen? And then he says, what shall we say to these things? What? What shall we say to these things? In all these things, we are more than conquerors. The Bible says, he who did not spare his son for us all. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us? Man, we I live a life upward only. It's upward only. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear a better amen? Oh, but pastor, you're not here. You don't know about my finances. What do you need? Do you need Jesus or you need finances? Jesus. We need Jesus because Jesus is the total package. Can I hear a better amen? All right, so today, for the next 20 minutes, <laughs> I want to introduce identification. In Christ's realities, in Christ, but the subject for today is identification. Now, because you're going to be traveling very soon, Amen. I don't want to prophesy visas because uh, some of you are, are feeling like... All right. Because you shall be traveling soon. All right? And because you shall own land, you're very quiet. Because we shall travel soon to take our wives to Hollywood. Hollywood, Hawaii. And because we shall buy land, and because you shall buy a car. Yes. All these things I'm mentioning, yes. you cannot do them just because you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Oh, wow. You can only do them if you have a Kenyan ID card. Wow. Can I hear an amen? amen? So if you're flying out, they need your passport. Uh -huh. If you're buying land, they need your ID card. Yes. Yes, very soon. If you're buying land, you need what? Your ID card and comes with your PIN, KRA PIN, and so on and so forth. In other words, if you don't have these documents, the government will say you're not Kenyan. Even if you know Toluo, you know Kamba, Kikuyu, your persona non grata. In other words, Hallelujah. In other words, without an identification, you are not a Kenyan. You could be born, you could have been born in Pumwani, but they don't recognize you. They need an ID. You can't transact on M-Pesa without an ID. Now, if you need an ID in the, in the physical, how much more in the spirit? How much more in the spirit? Can I hear an amen? amen? Let me show you a story in Acts chapter number 19. 
Let's just follow the leading of the Spirit. I'm not going to use my notes. Let's flow. Acts chapter number 19. Let's begin from verse number 11. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse number 11. Now God worked unusual miracles through the hands of Apostle Paul. There is a level of miracles, and then there is a level of unusual miracles. May you get there in Jesus' name. May you begin to see miracles. Then go to the unusual miracles. So I want to show you an identity crisis here. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Apostle Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sea, and the disease left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Alright, so we are seeing here, we have an apostle of Jesus Christ. He's doing unusual miracles. Are you listening? Yes. He's doing unusual miracles. What else? Through his handkerchief, he's doing crazy stuff. And the Bible says that the sick and the disease of some people left them. Even evil spirits. He didn't even lay hands on them. Alright, verse number 13. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil So they saw what Apostle Paul was doing. They decided uh, we can do all things <laughs> through Christ who strengthened us. Alright. Over those who had evil spirits say we exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Verse number 14. And also there were seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. So seven characters are doing this because they are sons of a high priest. All right. So that tells me, don't think the devil will go because your father is a pastor. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, Paul, but who are who are you? What's your identity? What's your ID card? Will you see our? Who are you? So every time, every time a believer comes in the spiritual realm, they are asked, who are you? You're telling sicknesses to go. Who are you? That's why you should know who you are in Christ. Every time, every time, every time, every time in a believer's life, something is knocking. Poverty is knocking. Sickness is knocking. Divorce is knocking. Challenges are knocking. They answer to who you are. Jesus, I know him. I took him to the wilderness. He never messed up. I know him. Apostle Paul, I know him. Who are you? Who are you? Let me ask you, who are you? Who are you? You are a child of God. Who are you? Brother Esu. <laughs> Who are you? To Brother Esu. <laughs> Who are you? Listen, if you will ever answer this question correctly, you must answer it by the scripture. Who are you? Who are you? Yes. Who are you? Who are you? You're born of God. All those are beautiful answers, but still. This the creme de la, de la creme of that answer that I'm looking for. The creme, eh? The unusual answer. <laughs> yes. All right. Now, for us to answer this question, Apostle Paul helps us to answer it. 
He says in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified in Christ. Let's look at it. I have been crucified in Christ. It is not no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, this one that you see, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, Apostle Paul is saying, me, I, the I, the I, myself and I, I died. And now Jesus is living in me. So in other words, Jesus is in this body. Amen. Me, I am not there. I, am not. I was crucified. Can you show us in the Amplified? Let's look at the Amplified rendering. What does it say? What does it say? I have been crucified with Christ. In him. So when he was on the cross, he had glad on the cross. He had grace on the uh, cross. And whatever. All right? He was there. Can I hear an amen? amen? Can I hear better amen? amen? And then he says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in my adherence to a reliance on and complete trust in the Son of God who loved me. So my identity is Christ. So your ID card is Christ. It is Christ that has the keys. For in Christ Jesus, all the promises in God are yes and amen. So if God is going to answer your prayer, he will answer it in Christ. He will not answer it because you prayed so much. He will not answer it because you gave too much. He will answer because of his son. Oh, oh, oh. If God answers you because you prayed so much, then it is very unfair to the Pharisees. If God answers your prayer because you're fasting too much, it's very unfair to the sad you see, the sad you see. You know, the far you see and the sad you see. Can I hear amen? God is going to answer you because of Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the order and the finisher of our faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. God answers you because of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Can we see it in the message Bible? What does the message Bible say? Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your your good opinion. I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, but it it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself. I don't need to impress God. Do you think my children need to impress me? They don't. That's my identity. The way God the Father is impressed with the Son is the same way he's impressed with King Robert. King Robert in this one. 
So you see, Paul is saying, my ego is no longer sinful. It's no longer. It's no longer important that I appear righteous before you. Now, let me take you through a journey because if you are being identified with Christ, there are certain things that you need to know about Jesus. Now, Jesus is born in a manger. Jesus was not born in a manger because they were poor. Jesus was born in the manger because it was very late. And all the inn were booked. That's something you should know. So somebody should not tell you he was born in a manger because they were poor. No. He was born in a manger because it was a seasonal time and all the hotels were booked. Can I hear an amen? So upon in a journey, All right. So he's born and he grows. The Bible says in Luke 2, verse 50 there, that Jesus grew in wisdom. 2.52, yeah. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, both, in, both with man and God, yeah? Now, let me ask you a very intelligent question, you intelligent people. If you need to grow, then it, may, it means you're not full God. To slow down. Come on, I need to grow. It means you're not full God. God doesn't grow in knowledge. God doesn't grow in wisdom. God doesn't grow in anointing. Alright? So for Jesus to increase in wisdom, it means this is the side of his humanity. So Jesus akizaliwa, alikuwa sema baba, baby, baba. Yesu akuzaliwa speaking in tongues. The man Jesus had to grow, had to know how to susu. Sorry for that. He had to know how to walk. He had, no, had to know how to talk. Can I hear better, amen? So, at this age, Jesus didn't know himself. He was growing in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and with men. He was growing. Can I hear an amen? So, how did he get his, his uh, identity? Open your Bibles. Go to Luke 4. Luke chapter number 4. Are you learning something? Yes, sir. He had to learn how to relate with people. He had to learn how to, uh, how to do what? How to ask questions. To obey his mother. You cannot, you, cannot, you cannot say that God asks questions. Passing. Can I hear an amen? Look for. Can we go to look for? Verse number 11. Can we go to verse number 11? Yes. What does it say? Uh, hold on, hold on. Let's go to verse number 8. Let's begin from verse number 8. And Jesus answered and said, Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, before we go there, from chapter, verse number 1 to verse number 8 there, it's talking about the temptation. You remember? He's, he has been led by the Spirit of God to the wilderness and he's now being tempted by the devil and so on and so forth. And then the Bible says in verse number one of chapter number four that he was led by the Spirit of God. Is it? Now let's go to verse number, can you jump to verse number what? Verse number 14. Verse number 14, what does the Bible say? It says, and Jesus returned in the power so he was led full of the Spirit. He comes out of wilderness with the power of the Holy Ghost. Something transpired. 
something changed. So things happen in your wilderness. There is a growth you will never grow when things are okay. There is a growth you will never grow when everybody is laughing at you. There is a place of wilderness where you go alone. You go alone. You can't take your wife. You can't take your children. You go alone. You go full of the spirit. You come full of the power of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, and there went out a fame of him. In other words, there is a fame that God can give you because of what he has worked in you. Okay, that's a message for another time. Now jump to verse number 18. I want to show you now his identity. He comes into the synagogue. Verse number 17, we begin there. He comes into the synagogue. Remember, he is out of the wilderness. He comes with the power of God. The first thing he does, he goes to the synagogue. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found... So, look at that. If he was God, he would not have searched. Alright? He did not search. And he found He found the place where uh, the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written. The Spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me, my identity. The Spirit of God is upon me, Jesus. For me, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the, the, uh, the broken hearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. What did he do next? Verse 19. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then verse 20 says, then he closed the book and gave it again to the minister, Buddha, and sat down. And the eyes of them all that were in the synagogue were fastened to him. Verse 21. And he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. In other words, I now know who I am. The Spirit of God is upon me. I read it in the prophecy, it will come upon me. But now I know it is upon me. Now I know my assignment. He did not know that when he was in the wilderness. He knew it when he came out. He has come out of the wilderness. He tells them, Buddha, the Spirit of God is upon me. I know who I am. I know who I am identified with. And this identity gives me the authority to heal people. The authority to do what? To, to, to heal people, deliver the bound, uh, uh, watch out on their hearts and minds, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty. Then he says, this, this is the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, if you know who you are, every year is acceptable. Can I hear an amen? So you don't wait for five, the month of five, Tarehetano, to experience grace. It is grace in your hands. 
Can I hear an amen? Can I hear a better amen? amen? A new beginning does not come because you're in the eighth man. A new beginning comes because it is in your head, in your mind, in your heart. The Spirit of God is upon me. Hey! And guess what? The Spirit of God is upon you. Amen. Say with me. The Holy Ghost is upon me. You're not... Uh, please, say it in the pants. The Spirit of God is upon me. You, you should be so conscious of that until people are fast, fasting their eyes in Anakuangalia. They were looking at him because they had never seen such a thing. They had never seen somebody get in the synagogue, get into the Bible, read the word about themselves and then give it the Bible back. And remember that time, people of God, there was no Bibles. They were using scrolls. Can I hear an amen? Say, I know who I am. Say again, I know who I am. You know you're not, you're not persuaded. Say again, I know who I am. Can I hear an amen? The promises of God are yes and amen. Do you know who you are in Christ Jesus? Do you know? Let me show you. Ephesians 2, verse number 1. Are you learning something? Yes. Ephesians 2, verse number 1. And you, look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor you. And you had he quickened. Can we read it in the New King James so that they don't bite their tongues? All right. And you, he made a, is he planning to make you? No. Talk to me. Is he planning to make you? No. He has already made you alive. So say with me, I'm alive in Christ. I'm alive in Christ. All right. Who are dead in trespasses and sins. So again, again, we were, we were dead. We were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse number two. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. The sons of disobedience are people who are neglecting the gospel. Alright? Sons of disobedience are not the ones breaking the law per se. In this context, a son of disobedience is anybody that has rejected God. Anybody that has rejected the gospel. Right, and that's why the apostle Paul says, At one time, you, you, you walked according to that time, according to that course. Yes. All right, mm -hmm. among whom also we also conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of, of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Uh -huh. Verse number four, but God. but God, please, one to go, but God, God. who is. Uh -huh. which he has loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he has loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, yani, even when you didn't consider God made you alive together with Christ. By grace you are saved. You have been saved. And has raised us up together. In other words, he did not just come with his love to sort you out. He has to take you to another dimension. He has raised us up together. And not only that, has made us sit together 
in the heavenly places in Christ. So in, can I shock you? The day you will die in a good old age, I promise you before God has I not, you will not be shocked about heaven because you have been to heaven. If you're sitting together in Christ, in heavenly places, it means your spirit man will recognize this is heaven. Glory. So, we were dead. He raises up us together and now makes us sit together. The position of sitting is the position of rest. In other words, Jesus is not sitting because he's tired. He is sitting because he finished. Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, this is the age, <laughs> this is the one, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his, kind, in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. I told you the other Sunday, you cannot be born again by faith alone. You cannot be born again by grace alone. It is by grace through faith. Not of yourself. It is the gift of God. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Can I hear an amen? So, in other words, Apostle Paul is showing us what Jesus did for us. So that in what he did, we can now be identical with him. So he's telling us, you are dead. You have, been, you have been raised up. Now you're sitting together with Christ Jesus in the heavenly places because you're his workmanship. In other words, the raw material of the new creation is Christ. The raw material for this laptop is metal. The raw material for the new man is Jesus. All right. Show me in the amplifier. This scripture, this one, 210. What does he say? For we are God's. So who is crafting you? <laughs> Not I'm saying I'm For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. The scripture is telling you, see to some that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. In other words, there. In other words, you cannot do good works that were planned beforehand. You cannot be taking parts which he prepared ahead of you. You cannot live a good life if you're not recreated anew. Hey. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear better amen? Please stay in church. You guys have gone. You have gone away. You're going to heaven. Come back. Say with me, I'm a new creation. I am identified with Christ. In other words, your fingerprint is Jesus. I don't know whether you're getting this thing. You see, Jesus would pray and say, Father, I thank you because you hear me. And for the sake of these people, I thank you because you have already heard me. So even me when I'm praying, Father, I thank you that you hear me. And for the sake of the people who don't believe, I thank you that you have already had me. Fingerprint of Christ. 
I am identical with Christ. Can I hear an amen? So, in other words, God in heaven has amnesia. When he looks on, 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 on you guys here, he sings Jesus, 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 Jesus. So, anytime you're requesting, his son requesting. Hey, my son is requesting something. We must go there. Man, man, man. I wish this thing can hit you. In our gonga, all right, I'll finish with um, Romans 6, 11. This is just an introduction of identification. We shall look at it more next Sunday in Jesus' name. Romans 6, 11. Any person here who is an accountant? All right. Okay, soon, very soon. Let's go to verse number 10. Verse number 10, we begin from verse number 10. For the death of that, he died. He died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Remember in verse, verse number 4, he says we were buried. Then we were raised together. Now we have a new life. You remember that context? Then now here he says for the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. Talking about Jesus. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Then he tells us, Record. Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin. Now, let me help you here. The word record there is an accountant terminology. It means we have records. We have records that you are worth one billion. Now, if we have records that you are worth one billion, show us the assets that are worth one billion. Okay? So that whatever is in physical form can tell you what is on the records here. So God is saying, likewise, reckon, consider what Jesus has done and what is on your Bible and what I have been saying. Agree with it. Tally wow. together. Amen. Wow. Likewise, you also have and agree with this record yourselves. To be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Listen, people of God. Most of you, when we talk about you are dead to sin, you only think about those funny things. When you are dead to sin, you are also dead to consequences of sin. In other words, sin used to bring death. Sin used to bring uh, the enemy yeah. opening up your hedge. Now he can attack. So if you're dead to sin, you're dead to the consequences of sin. Wow. You're dead to diseases. Wow. Disease was a result of sin. Lack was a result of sin. Can I hear an amen? So you are dead to these things. Say with me, I am dead to these things. He says, likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Uh -huh. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its last. This mortal body, verse number 13. And do not present your members as instrument of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law. 
so, there are things that come with sin and they can dominate you. So he's telling you, record what I have done, that you are now buried together with me. You died together with me. You rose together with me. You have a new life. Now reckon that you are dead to those things. When you consider you are dead to these things, sin cannot have dominion over you. Can I hear an amen? Sickness cannot have dominion over you. Insufficiency cannot have dominion over you. In other words, acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Can I hear a better amen? amen? For you are not under the law, but under grace. Can I hear an amen? The grace of God teaches us to say no to godliness. The spirit of God in you can I finish with this? In the Old Testament, they had Moses and the tablets. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Yes, the law of sin and death. Now, in the New Testament, the Holy Ghost is the law. You don't read the law. The law is in you. So now the law tells you, don't do it. Listen, give me this Bible. <laughs> give me this Bible. Listen, in the Old Testament, they had rules and rules. You only called. So, that was how it was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, now the law is in you, in your heart. The law now tells you, no, you don't need to do that. It is written in you. That is why when a believer is messing up, they don't need a prophet. The law tells you, you're messing up. Can I hear an amen? So, you don't need to know. You don't actually per se need to ask pastor, should I marry this person? You already know. You already know. <laughs> you already know. You actually know when you're not coming to church. It tells you. The Lord tells you. You're forsaking the gathering of brethren. The Lord tells you. The Lord in your heart. Can I hear an amen? Can I show you how it is there? Hebrews 11 and Hebrews 8. And then we, we are going to pray. Hebrews 8. Glory, glory, glory. All right. Uh, are you in Hebrews 8? All right. Let's go to verse number, verse number 7. Yes. Verse number 7. We are closing. Verse number 7. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second one. In other words, it is not that the law was faulty. Are you listening? It doesn't mean that the law was faulty. Anything that comes from God is not faulty. It basically means it was a fault-finding law. Covenant. It will tell you, you are not measuring up. Yes. Remember, we are going to be looking at the Old and the New Testament in Christ. Yeah? Very soon. That's a teaching we are covering in this. So, this is what happens. God wanted a relationship with man. 
Man says, no, we, uh, blah, blah, blah. we have to do a set of rules and regulations. Yeah. You remember? So God now brings the law into the picture to prove to you you cannot measure up to this thing. For example, Jesus says, if you look at a woman, you have already committed adultery. See, that's the height of righteousness in Christ. So, how many men will be alive today? Including bishops. Zero. Zero. We are still under the anointing. You may fall. Don't worry. Alright? The law will say this. If a woman cheated on the husband, she would be applied some herbs here. If she's telling the truth in 24 hours, it will be okay. If it's not the truth, there will be a wound here that will never heal. That's the law. The law was this way. If your mbuzi comes into my shamba and eats, you pay. You will pay whatever it has eaten. Press down, shaken together, and running over. That was the law. So the law was trying to show people. Imagine the law in Ikuja, Yamea said, you can't match up. You can't match up with this. That's why you need a savior who has already kept the entire law, fulfilled it, and now he's telling you, you can leave it in my terms. All right. Verse number eight. Because finding fault with them, he told you it's a fault finding thing. Finding fault with them, he says, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new one. Why is he making a new one? Yet there was an old one. It was not working. Look, please, so many biblia pole pole. Who initiated the new covenant? He says here, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I, not you, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Verse number nine. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. So, the old covenant began where? When he took them out of Egypt. Exodus 19. We're going to look at it. Because they did not continue in my covenant. The one that he, not with Abraham, the one that he made with Exodus 19. Moses. And I disregarded them, says the Lord. Verse 10. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I, look at that, please watch out. I will do what? Put my laws in their mind. Oh. Wow. See, it's already there. Yeah. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people verse 11 none of them shall teach his neighbor and none of his brothers say know the Lord for all shall know me hey, from the least in other words your kids can know Jesus they can have a raving for the least of them to the greatest of them verse 12 for I will be. Are you seeing where he's saying we shall, we shall be and you, we shall, we shall, we shall. He said, I, 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 I will be merciful. I will make a covenant. I will put the law in your mind. I will write it in your heart. 
For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Hey. He has considered you can mess up. He has considered. He's saying, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless, lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Amen. So before somebody messes up, there is a law in their hearts telling them, this one is not nice. Stop. Can I hear an amen? Some of you, there are some phone calls. You see and you know this is backsliding. But the flesh, the flesh, the flesh. Can I hear an amen? You already, your heart is telling you this is messed up. Leave it. Alright? And we blame the devil. You know the devil attacked my body. So the devil told you to wear the clothes eh? and remove them. May God bless you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Just let's open up our hearts and our minds and just agree with the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that I'm identified with you. Thank you that I'm crucified together with you. Thank you that I'm a new creation in Christ. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have written your law in my heart. Thank you, mighty God, that you have written your law in my mind. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty Father. Thank you, mighty God. We receive everything that Jesus has done for us. We receive it. We acknowledge it. We acknowledge every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, mighty God. We honor you, Heavenly Father. You alone are worthy. You alone are God. There is no place for arguments. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we are seated together with you in Christ, in the heavenly places. Far above all principalities and powers. And this is our identity in Christ Jesus. Oh, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you. We bless you. We bless you. Come on, pray. 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 Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. I am identified together with Christ. Ah, Makarabos, the Gedebaraganabanibos, Kedegedebasin, the Gedebos, Utaganabanibos. We thank you, mighty God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Shandaranabos, Utaganabanibos, Utaganabanibos, Shapraskanabos, Utaganabanabos, Shandaranabos, Utaganabanibos. We thank you, Lord. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Receive these utterances in the spirit. 2020 has been difficult for some of you. It has been chaotic for some of you. But the spirit of God is saying that a new wave is coming in your heart. A new wave is coming in your mind. The Spirit of God is saying that some of you is wiping away their tears. 2020 has been chaotic, but the Lord is saying, if only you can be settled and grounded in the message and the gospel of Christ, it will be your safety. What you saw in 2020, it shall be difficult for people in 2021. But the Lord is saying, hide yourself in me. Hide yourself in my spirit. Hide yourself in my word. It's going to be chaotic in 2021. But for them that are together with me, the ones that love me, the ones that fellowship with me, it's going to be a walk in the path. Get ready for people to reject the church. Get ready for people to reject the gospel. 
get ready for you to be uh, to be to be to be to be ridiculed because you're praying, because you're fasting, because you're you're, you're spiritual. 2020 is gonna get into another level. People will think you don't have Christ because you don't have money. You don't have Christ because you don't have cars and houses. But the Lord is saying that if only I can find somebody, if only I can find somebody that I may pour my revelation, that I may pour my spirit afresh again, if only I can find uh, a person in this place that I can show forth my love, if only I can find such a one in this place. 2021, get ready. It shall be the year of distinction. God shall distinguish the ones that have pursued you from the ones that left you. I pray that you shall not leave church. I pray you shall not backslide. I pray you shall not go back to perdition. Receive these utterances in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, mighty God. So let your grace be multiplied. 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 Let your grace for 2021 be multiplied. Oh, may we intensify our work with you, mighty God. May we intensify our work with you, mighty God. Oh, may we not be casual. 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 May we not be casual, mighty God. May we not be casual with your word. May we not be casual with our identity in you. In the name of Jezus Christ, keep us, oh God, like your preserved us in 2020. Keep us in 2021. Oh, come on, pray. Come on, pray. Come on, talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God, talk to God, talk to God, talk to your father, talk to God. Oh, may we not miss out on you. May we not miss out on you. Holy Spirit of God, may we not miss out on you. Holy Spirit of God, may we not miss out on you. Holy Spirit of God, may we not miss out on you. 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 May we not miss out on you, Holy Father. May we not miss out on you, Holy Father. Oh, mighty God. 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 Oh, Jesus. May I not fail you. May I not fail you, mighty God. May I not fail you, mighty God. May I not be disqualified. May I not be disqualified. In the name of Jesus, oh, sensitize my heart. Sensitize my mind. Sensitize me, my God. In the name of Jesus. Sensitize our hearts and our minds, Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God, Holy Spirit of God. We honor you, mighty God. May God preserve you in 2021. May God preserve you. May you grow deeper in Christ. May you be rooted in Christ. It's going to be chaotic for people who shall leave church, shall leave God. 
But I pray for you. I pray for you, people of God, that whatever happens, hold on to the head. Hold on to Jesus. Hold on to Christ. For some in the body of Christ, money shall be the door that enemy will use. I pray, I pray that God will keep you. I pray that God will sustain you. I pray that money will not take you away from his presence. I pray a relationship will will not take you away from his presence. I tell you, people of God, we are in the brink. We are in the brink of his coming. He can come anytime. I pray your candle will have light. I pray your candle will have light. I pray that your candle will have light. Oh, I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray that money will not take you away from Christ. I pray, I pray that properties, wealth will not take you away from Christ. I pray that relationships will not take you away from Christ. I pray that friendships will not take you away from Christ. If if you will be the only person that will worship God, be faithful. If you will be the only person that reads the word of God, be faithful. If you will be the only person that comes to church, I pray you be faithful. And I pray may God see your faithfulness in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that one day we shall give an account. I pray, I pray that when he asks you, what did you do with the time, with the gospel, you will tell him, I did it for you. I pray for you. I pray for you. I cry out for you. I cry out for you. Please, if you can, if you can kneel down, if you can stand, whatever you need to do, let's just pray for a minute. Just pray for a minute. coming soon, soon and very soon. It could be today, it could be tomorrow, but he's coming. Oh, I pray that your light will be burning ever brighter for him. I pray that your light will be burning ever brighter for you. Oh, I pray that you'll be fearless with the gospel. I pray that you'll be bold with the gospel. Oh, don't let a relationship take you to the enemy. Don't let a relationship make you miss out on God. Don't let a business plan, a business career. Oh, make you miss out on God. I pray you shall not miss out on God. I pray you shall not miss out. Be sensitive, be sensitive, be sensitive. Yes, Lord.
Listen to me as you're in that posture. I am hearing in my spirit that some of you are delaying so much in the assignments that God has given you. Don't procrastinate. Don't delay. Please don't delay. In whatever God has told you to do, please do it quickly. Obey instructions. Obey instructions. There's a blessing in obeying instructions. Let me ask you, people of God, I pray you live long, but just in case you have one week to do, are you sure you can finish your assignment? Just in case you're only here for this Sunday, are you sure you can stand before God and tell Him, Father, you gave me time, you gave me resources, this is what I need. If you cannot answer that question, please, I pray that you may pray the prayer in Psalm 92, that God teach me to number my days, that I may apply a heart of wisdom. It is God that can teach you to number your days. I remember I was telling my wife yesterday, I feel like I'm not doing much. I feel I should do more. And I know that's a prayer, and I know what I'm going to do. And I pose this question to you. What is it that you're postponing? Are you postponing that lifestyle of prayer, lifestyle of the world, are you postponing those things? Don't ever tell yourself that you're going to do certain things when you're married, certain things when you're old, old enough. This is the time. This is the time. Please don't delay it again. Don't delay that book. Don't delay that CD. Don't delay that blog. Don't delay it. Don't delay it. I hear in my spirit, don't delay it. Don't delay it. Oh, yeah.